0: time with Blair and Darby. on Classic Rock 98.1. Are you ready to be part of a record-breaking day? And I know you're going to say yes because this is the type of record we want to break in November. Did you see the forecast? You hear it from Miranda Blackburn News on london.com. Today's high is going to be 23 degrees and nothing but sunshine. If you look back to the temperature record for this day, November 10th, in the history of London, Ontario, the highest temperature record, the one that's still standing, dates back to 2001, with a record high of 19.1 degrees. So there's a very, very good chance that we break that record today, and it just gets really, really hot on Tuesday, November 10th, and we don't want to think about anything in our lives except for enjoying probably what's going to be the last nice hot day of 2020 while being outdoors. See, the good thing is we had this nice weather on the weekend and you said to yourself, all right, I'm going to make myself useful. I'm going to get out, going to rake the leaves, get the yard work done, put everything in the shed for the winter, maybe hang the Christmas lights, get that out of the way. You've done all that now. Unless you're me, I procrastinate. I still haven't got it done. Uh, but if you did get it done, you can use today just for yourself. Just enjoy it. Maybe have a beverage on the deck. Go for a walk around the block. Just drink it in, man. Because it's going to be a nice day today. And I know we say it often that this is probably the last nice day we're going to have. But you look at the forecast today. Sunny and high 23. It literally just drops off after today. Tomorrow, 14 rain. Thursday, down to 10. Friday down to six, Saturday down to five. Uh, Weather's looking pretty good. Just those warm temperatures are not going to be there like they will today. A high of 23 and a potential record breaking day on our hands. Come on. If that's not the news you want to wake up to in 2020 during a pandemic, then I don't know what is. One last excuse to uh, break out the official dad uniform before it snows. Cargo shorts and New Balance shoes on November 10th. Primetime with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. So obviously sounding a little bit different than what you're used to by the Foo Fighters. In a recent interview, Dave Grohl wanted to reassure you that if you're in love with that classic Foo Fighters sound, he said, you know, the band can really be anything they want to be.
1: We're lucky in that everybody in the band has diverse influences and everybody loves different kinds of music. But I honestly think we're capable of doing almost anything. So if if we put our minds to it, we can kind of like chameleon and turn into like a death metal band, or we could be like, you know, the Carpenters, or we could be, (laughs) so we just have to decide, uh, come together and make a decision. Like, all right, which, which way we want to go? Where are we going to, which way are we going to turn the wheel? And this time we did it to make this like party record.
0: Dave Grohl there on the upcoming release of their 10th studio album, Medicine at Midnight. Do you hear him say, you know, they could be any band. They could be the Carpenters, just like that box of vinyl records in your grandparents' basement. The Foo Fighters can be that band. The lead single, Shame, Shame, uh, we talked yesterday about how uh, it sounds a lot like David Bowie's fame, but slowed right down a more rock and roll vibe with a twist of foo. Grohl wants to assure you that not all the songs on the upcoming record are going to be downbeat like that.
1: That song is not really a party. I mean, it's got a groove, unlike anything we've ever done before. And
0: it has a dynamic
1: and a vibe and a tone, unlike anything we've ever done before, Um, which is why I wanted to release it first. Like you want to give people some sort of indication like, okay, this isn't exactly like the other nine records. This is moving into another territory. It's not necessarily indicative of all of the other songs, but it does have its place on the record. It serves its purpose, and I love it because it's just different than anything we've ever done.
0: There is Grohl himself right there on the uh, the new single, Shame, Shame, which he says you can stream on Spotify right now. And I, I remember the Foos have been here in London a couple times. They opened up for Bob Dylan back. Uh, it was the Skin and Bones tour, and uh, they also were here uh, part of their Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace tour in '07. You know, obviously live shows aren't a part of our daily schedule right now, but crossing our fingers that one day, sometime soon, Dave Grohl puts London, Ontario as the stop on the back of a tour t-shirt. Primetime with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. Yesterday, we were talking about the late Howie Meeker, and if you remember Howie Meeker's hockey school... Used to air on the CBC back in the 70s, and uh, we talked about Howie Meeker and how he had a connection to London, Ontario. Howie Meeker's hockey school used to go down at the old Hockeyland, which was on White Oak Road. It was there through the 70s uh, into the early 80s, eventually uh, torn down, became D.H. Howden's uh, shipping company there. But uh, we started a great conversation yesterday as we reminisced about Hockeyland, which was a really cool arena at the time it had four pads uh they were all uh sand base rinks so the the ice had trouble freezing uh we had people calling in saying that the water between the blue uh the The ice between the blue lines wouldn't freeze, so they had to put pylons on the ice, and during the game, people would have to skate around the pylons. The dressing rooms were in the basement. Well, we got more text uh, through the day yesterday on the Unlimited Home Theater rock line at 519-679-3733. Dave Warnica said, I played at Hockey Land. My best memory was seeing, for my first time, a microwave oven. Apparently, at Hockey Land, they had a microwave oven that warmed up the hot dogs at the concession stand, and that is what stuck with Dave Warnica. Also, uh, thank you to Mike Grove of the Classic Rock Empire. He uh, shot us a message saying, I was part of the Meeker Hockey School taught by Rob Ramage and Brad Marsh, former London Knights. And then he worked at Hockeyland, and Mike sent a couple pictures along of what Hockeyland looked like from White Oak Road back in the mid-'70s. And uh, also, Bill, he said, I was on those rinks as a kid. Shiny hockey on Saturdays. I remember my brother took a puck in the mouth when he was playing without a mask. He says, oh, the good old days. Uh, Very cool stuff. And if you want to share a memory about Hockeyland, the good old days out on White Oak Road before that was ripped down, uh, pass it through the Unlimited Home Theatre Rock Line at 519-679-3733. Some of those old hockey arenas are just so fascinating. And you wonder... Did any of the students from Howie Meeker's Hockey School ever become NHL superstars? One thing's for sure, Little Gordy didn't.
1: Little Gordy here will never skate like a Howl, but at age nine or 10, he could make the team and have a ball, and really, isn't that what minor hockey's all about? Prime Time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock
0: 98.1. And obviously with the pandemic, it's eliminated a lot of things we love. And for many, uh, that love is seeing blockbuster movies in the theater. Well, there is one movie in particular that is part of a mega franchise that just wrapped filming on its third, technically sixth installment. Jurassic World Dominion just finished shooting and they filmed it during the pandemic too and this may be a challenge that a lot of other movie studios must face in the coming months maybe years Jurassic World Dominion uh, reunited the original cast Like we're talking like the 1993 cast Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum Laura Dern back at it again joining um Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard in the new one. Now, in case you're wondering how they finished the movie, a lot of COVID tests. I guess Jurassic World Dominion used 40,000 COVID tests during shooting. And according to the uh, the directors on the movie, they spent uh, close to $8 million on protocols alone. So we're talking like 150 hand sanitizer stations, 60 extra sinks, <laughs> this would would've never went down in 1993 when Jeff Goldblum had to go through that giant pile of dinosaur crap, would it? I bet you he wishes he had all that hand sanitizer on board back in 1993. Hey, this is cool, though. I know we haven't had a lot of movies to look forward to over the course of 2020, but good news, if you're a fan of the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World franchise, the final, that's what they're saying, the final installment has wrapped shooting, and it's going to be... Could be streaming, could be in movie theaters. We don't know. Summer of 2022. And then we'll find out if COVID can spread through dinosaurs. Prime time with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1.